beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the world to see Jesus. Proverbs 17 and verse 1. All right, let's read together. One to go. Better a dry crust with peace and quiet than a house full of feasting with strife. If you if you if you have energy, let's do this together. Amen. Can you give us in the King James Version? All right, let's read it together, everybody. Want to go? Better is a dry muscle and quietness therewith than a house full of sacrifices with strife. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Let's just read it for emphasis one last time. Let's read together. Want to go? Better is a dry muscle and quietness therewith than a house full of sacrifices with strife. Somebody say better. better. Jab your neighbor gently and say better. Praise God. We are coming to a close with the Joy Hue series. Amen dry muscle the sinless savior coloring your world with joy glory to god precious holy ghost thank you for your presence here we now sit under the influence of your word we bind every external force that will try to hinder the word we decree and declare so mightily grows the word of god and prevails it prevails in our consciousness it prevails in our thoughts it prevails in our emotions. It prevails in our hearts. It prevails in everything that concerns us. We honor you, Abba. In Jesus' holy name we declare. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Hallelujah. Glory to God forevermore. Good morning, everybody. Good to see you. Amen. So this morning, we are bringing the series to a close. Uh, yeah, that's a good place to clap, amen, and rejoice. We're bringing the series to a close. And what I've been trying to do, what, what the Spirit of God has been doing for you all through the month, is to fix your basis for expecting your world to be colorful. Amen. And the basis is what I'm going to share again today. You know, and I want to also encourage every one of us. You know, I said on Friday that repetition, that repetition is retention. The more you repeat, the more you retain. The more you repeat, the more you retain. So if you want to retain, go ahead and repeat. And if you repeat, you will retain. 
So what that means is that this is not a series you just listen to one time. It's actually something to listen to over and over again. Except, of course, you don't mind losing your joy. <laughs> Except, of course, you don't mind trading your joy for what is going on in the environment. Let me just say this. You know, after the election, I, I told you, I said, I'm done. I did all that I was supposed to do, and I'm done. And the truth is, I wasn't expecting anything. I won't come out here to say, God told me that, you know, um, another candidate will, you understand what I'm saying? It really doesn't matter who is in power. It doesn't matter who is on the seat. We prosper, amen? amen. We continue yes. to prosper yes. until we become very prosperous. Yes. If they like, they should put a juju there. <laughs> I will see you prosper. <laughs> Glory to God. I lifted up my hands a long time ago. Amen. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Proverbs 17 and verse 1. I want to try to teach this morning. And as I teach, you receive all that you need. Amen. Amen. Everything that you need. So, surface reading of this text, you think he's talking about bread. And then you bring Dupe in and ask, and ask her to begin to break bread and distribute. Okay? Just surface reading, you think he's talking about feasting. You know, but I always, I always enjoy my wow moments with the Lord when he says, no, look again. And then I look again. And I say, oh, I see. And you know, you've, you, you start to see when you've seen Jesus. Ah, that's good though. Ah, I like it too. Ah, ah. You start to see when you have seen Jesus. Thank you, dear Lord. So it says, better a dry muscle. Better a dry muscle. The first thing I want you to pay attention to is the fact that it says it is better. Better a dry muscle and quietness therewith so what comes with a dry muscle is quietness therewith now on the surface it looks like what he's saying is you should be content you know whatever you have you should be content now you know this is a wisdom book you know and it makes sense that if you have just a muscle of bread okay and there is quietness, there's no strife. There's, it says it is better to have that than to have a house full of feasting and there is strife. Okay, so on the surface, it's telling you hold what you have and hold it well. It's better to have this than to have a lot and be striped. But there's a deeper consequence to this text that actually points to the finished work of Jesus which we are going to explore this morning. Can we say amen? amen? So a dry muscle here, I'm actually ready, a dry muscle here points to Jesus. All right? It is symbolic. Okay? A dry muscle here, that word dry muscle is actually very symbolic. It points to Jesus. And some of you say, how? And now that's why there is teaching. Amen? You'll find out how in a bit. A muscle means anything that is tiny, all right? Tiny. So it says a muscle of bread, a muscle, whatever. It's anything that is tiny, okay? 
and that muscle there actually speaks of the potency of what Jesus did that it might look small you might think of it as insignificant but just a small drop of the blood of Christ can make the sinner hallelujah to be extensively stainless Ooh, glory to God you know a lot of people say we are sinners saved by grace you have to decide whether you are still a sinner or whether you are now saved by grace you are not a sinner saved by grace that's tautology of the that's spiritual gibberish that's ignorance are you a sinner if you're a sinner you need a savior are you saved if you are saved you are a saint praise God forevermore we're not waiting to get to heaven before we attain sainthood amen the saints glory to God that that status of being a saint has been given to us in Christ Jesus can you say amen, amen. glory hallelujah so it speaks of so it's it, it looks little but it actually speaks of the potency of what Jesus did I'm going somewhere with this what it means is that I'm teaching already what it means is that the tiniest exposure so the finished work of Jesus has so much potency to leave you radically transformed. The tiniest exposure to the finished work of Jesus has the potency to leave you radically transformed. Can you say amen? So I am moving your mind very slowly but surely, all right, away from thinking about dry muscle as bread to thinking about that context or that conversation as pointing to Christ. And you get it. Don't worry. You, you get it. Just sit pretty chill. Amen. We're going to have a great time. What he's saying is that what Jesus did, like a muscle, may not look like much, but it has the potency and the ability to produce peace in the human heart. You know, it is only to those who magnify what Jesus did that what Jesus did is magnified. To those who ignore what Jesus did, what Jesus did can be ignored. <laughs> so it becomes inconsequential when you ignore. It becomes magnified when you focus, when you fix your gaze on it. Glory, hallelujah. So let's look at that text for a bit. I just want to bring something. I'll put it on the screen, please. It says a dry muscle. Now, if you, if you look at the Jewish culture, and I'm going to take you through all of this. If you look at the Jewish culture, the idea of a dry muscle is what scripture considers to be an unliving bread. Okay? I'll show you. Just chill. So, dry muscle in Proverbs is considered to be unliving bread all right, in the book of Exodus, and we'll look at it in a bit. Now, that unleavened bread is actually bread that has no yeast, bread that does not have fermentation, bread that has no yeast because you and I know if you are a baker in this house, you know that yeast is what makes it to rise. So when you hear in scripture many times that it says, take unleavened bread, unleavened bread, the question, you see, God is not, God is not schizophrenic. He's not, he's not, he has not lost his mind. Do you understand? There's a reason why he's insisting that it's on living bread. Because it is symbolic. It is pointing you to something. 
that you see what is pointing you to is the fact that when you in the normal Jewish culture when you introduce yeast and fermentation takes place they call it corruption because now you have added something that will cause that thing to swell it's a human additive you get what I'm saying so when, when God says go ahead and take on living bread what he's saying is this redemption needs no human help it needs no aid it cannot be helped it cannot be aided as you are taking on living bread your eyes are fixed on the one who you cannot help to save you <laughs> so now look at it now so this dry muscle points to bread that has no yeast, that has no fermentation. Okay? So it's actually pointing to the sinlessness of Jesus more than it is pointing to bread that we eat every day. So if you put, yeah, I like the King James. So it says, better a dry muscle. Look at what follows. Quietness and peace therewith. Is that not the same thing that happens when your eyes are trained to see Jesus? The Bible says in Romans 5 that therefore now being justified by faith, we do what? We have quietness with God. Peace with God. Being justified by faith, we do what? We have what? Peace with God. And if we have peace with God, then we have the peace of God that passes all understanding. It's first of all peace with God before it is peace of God. Because God has a peace that he loves to distribute to his children, but you must first be at peace with him. Then you enjoy the peace of him. That's why Jesus said, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, give I to you. Let not your heart be troubled, because if you have the peace of Jesus, you will be sleeping in a storm. And you know, you'll be sleeping with joy. Relaxation. Not, not anxiety and panic attacks. I don't know how many times people have felt, you know, panic attack just by not being able to fix something immediately. As you listen to these teachings, you are being set free. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. there's a distance between you and anxiety. Amen. In the name of Jesus, there's a distance between you and fear. Amen. There's a distance between you and worry. They come not close any longer. And now it is, see, let me tell you. You may not be able to stop the enemy from making attempts at you. But you must be able to tell him, this is what the word of God says. So for the believer's greatest friend is, it is written, it is written, it is written, it is written. It is written. That's your biggest friend. Because Satan, I've told you before, Satan is senseless. Do you understand? He makes attempts even when he knows that he has been defeated. He will still try. I wish that believers, you don't be like him, but like even though everything looks like you have failed, still go. Because he knows that he's defeated already. In fact, I've told you before, it was a public spectacle that was made of him. You know, there are places where a person is disgraced so much, you don't want to go back there. Not Satan. He'll come back. To be disgraced further. So you know his end. When he comes again, you see him. You, you know, the Bible says we are not unmindful of the devices of the enemy. He is one same scheme he uses. 
every time one scheme has God said has God said getting you to doubt what is written you just keep saying it is written I am the head I'm not the tail it is written I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus it is written he who knew no sin was made sin so that I might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus you just keep talking like that it is written it is written your heart might shake sometimes but it is still written what is written does not follow the palpitations of your heart what is written is written amen other things might be variables but there's a constant and that's what jesus has said concerning you can you say amen so look at it again where this is where we'll be for a bit it says better is a dry muscle and quietness therewith in other words when your eyes are open to see jesus so that dry muscle there points to the sinlessness of jesus it is symbolic of the fact right that jesus knew no sin and his work needed no aid. Jesus knew no sin. His work needed no human aid. Needed no human contribution. Needed no human um, imputes. Amen. The sinless Savior came to save and does not need my contribution. Glory, hallelujah. It says, now look at the next one. It says, than a house full of sacrifices. Than a house full of sacrifices with strife. So it, it's pointing somewhere now. Give me this text in the NIV. I just want to give them a comparison very quickly. It says, better a dry cross with peace and quiet. So we know what comes with taking, partaking of the unliving bread, which is Jesus, symbolic of Jesus. It says, it comes with peace and quiet. Amen. Say this with me. Say, I have peace and quiet. Peace and you know you need peace and quiet to think your best thoughts. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A troubled heart can't think. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A troubled soul cannot be creative. All these things people say, I'm, I'm out of pressure, you know. Where, you know, I walk, I do my best. Come on. Don't, <laughs> don't believe that. It's not true. I bring up my best on that prayer. Okay, let's... let's <laughs> Who apply some pressure. <laughs> then the same person, when they put the pressure, they start crying. Say, this pressure is too much. But I thought you say you bring out your best under pressure. <laughs> Nobody was designed to bring out their best under any pressure. You were designed to bring out your best in quietness and rest. In confidence and trust. That's how you were designed to bring that. If you fall for the trick of the enemy, you fall for the trap, that's how people will be bringing out their worst under pressure. Or they say it's their best. <laughs> Look, let me tell you, when you're under pressure, you forget things. Yes. Pa, 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 you forgot pa, 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 you But if you took your time, you got ready, you, you are likely not to forget. So it says, look at this. It says, all right, it says, than a house full of feasting. So, um, the King James says, full of sacrifices. The NIV says, full of feasting. I'll tell you why. Because in the old covenant, they don't throw away the sacrifice. So they don't, when they finish the sacrifice, they don't throw it away. After God has accepted it, and they are sure that it's been accepted. Look at what happens when they know that God has accepted they are sacrificed. They start to feast. I guess what I'm saying? You. 
your sins are forgiven. You still carry a long face. As though something, I guess what I'm saying. Now listen, this thing they were doing was not the accepted plan. It was the permissive plan. It was not God's accepted standard. He had better in Christ Jesus. So anytime you, you see a house full of feasting, know that it has to do with sacrifices that has been done. But you see, here's the idea. Can you imagine, think about it. There is feasting and there is still strife. Think about it. Just think about it for a moment. You come here, but there's feasting. But there's still strife. It's, 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 it's not likely that you'll come into a party where there is feasting and you'll see strife. Everybody be, you know, da, 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 you know how our parents did dance floor matters. <laughs> but guess what? He's not talking about, he's not talking about the the he's not talking about strife as per me and you. Huh? He's talking about strife as per internal struggles. That is as a result of not having one thing resolved. Not knowing that your sins are forgiven. Okay. How many of you ever walked boldly, except you have a heart of iron? You ever walked boldly where you see somebody that you are owing? I say you walk boldly like this. When you see someone you're owing, what do you do? As soon as you see somebody you are owing, you're like, eh? The natural thing to do if you see someone you're owing is ah. Hey, 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 hey. That strife in your heart is bigger than any accusing finger anybody can point at you. Did you not hear what I'm saying? Listen, oh, the power of God is on what I'm saying. The biggest struggle a man or a lady can go through is from within. If God sorts you out on the inside, it does not matter what hands are pointed at, pointed at you. Ah, they call Jesus. Some of you, the Bible you read, it was written in your in your Sunday school by book of Bible story. That's the reason why you do not see that unprovoked they called Jesus Prince of Beelzebub. Unprovoked they called him. You know his name was so scandalous when they say, "Are you not the the son of the Yabinim?" They are Yabinim, carpenter's son, son of Mary. They are Yabinim. Your mom is a prostitute. Till today, we don't know how she got pregnant. Eh? You understand? Because before anything, she's already pregnant and they have not married. So it was a scandalous thing going forward. So he said, well, you know, if you just, you just pattern your life like that, and no, nobody call you, you have to die. Just die. Nobody call you name. No, nobody says anything about you. No scandal. Just go and die. It's only dead people that don't have scandal. I'm telling you. Some of you are too weak. In your mind, you're too weak. You don't want to be talked about. Ah. You don't know it's famous people they talk about. That you leave everything you can be doing and start discussing me. I'm important. I must be very important to you. If I was not important to you, you won't leave everything you can be doing, the money you can be making, the prayer you can be praying, the fasting you can be fasting, the studying the word you can be studying, the progress you can be making with your life, you discuss me. 
I'm very, very, I control you. I even pay you, Seth. Because how are you so engaged? You are employed. You just don't know. <laughs> you, are, you are employed. Maybe not gainfully, but you are employed. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? So now, listen, I said all of that to say that no matter the storm rising around you, if there is no strife in your own hearts, the goal is to remove that wranglings in your heart. I get what I'm saying. That argument in your heart. You did it, you did not do it. You did it, you did not do it. You did it, you did not do it. How many of you say something and then for two weeks you are processing what you say? Did I say it right? Madam, Oga, it's okay. It's okay. You have been driving now. You almost hit somebody thinking about how you should have said, stop now. Free yourself from this craziness. So now you see the irony of the matter. There can be internal strife, but people's mouths are eating, they are feasting. Are we good? Yeah. They are happy. They are on the outside. But on the inside, strife has almost finished them. It's not strife amongst themselves. Strife amongst people is as a result of strife within a man. If I'm not fighting myself, I can't fight you. It starts from within. Now, look at, look at this. It says, put it up, please. Put it up. It says, it says, sacrifices. So, guess what? Anytime you see sacrifices in the old covenant, it speaks about that which humans can bring, except the sacrifice of Christ. Every other sacrifice has to do with human performance. No wonder Cain was accepted, Abel was accepted, Cain was rejected, because you'll be accepted based off of what you brought. So this sacrifice here points to human performance. So a person can attempt and there'll still be strife in your heart that I've not done enough. If you're that kind of person, you've prayed 18 hours and something still tells you that maybe you've not prayed in. You know, not the pray more because if it's the Holy Spirit, it will inspire you to, you know, you'll be, there'll be joy. But if it's that condemnation, kill it, say, stop, it's okay. I'm not under the law. When I go to minister, I take time to prepare. But my preparation is not my God. Yeah. Hmm? You know, there are some people, eh? if they have not had that five hours of preparation before they go to administration, there will be no power. You are a slave to your preparation. You are not a prisoner of hope in Christ Jesus. You need to move. Preparation is good. But that thing that tells you that without that, your preparation, there will be no flow. It's a lie of the devil. It is not your preparation that is the source of the flow. It is the finished work of Jesus on the cross that is the source of the flow. Prepare very well for your interview, but never trust it. Herein lies the internal strife. People are always having the impression, I'm not good enough. I am not good enough. One day the Lord will use me. I am not yet ready. One day, one day. Somebody is almost 53. One day, one day. The Lord will use me. The Lord will use me. You are trying to be right. God said you should be fruitful. Mm -hmm. Mm 
Mm-hmm. If you are fruitful, you will be ripe. Shebi, if a, if a tree can bear fruit, the fruit will ripe. Don't jump the gun. Be fruitful first. In other words, brothers and sisters, this is the reason why many people cannot stand the gospel. At any stage you are, God will use you. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm not talking to... Maybe I'm not talking to... I don't know. Hmm? That same scripture that you are carrying like that is called Holy Bible, Abi. It says, out of the mouth of babes. What does a babe know? You are more anointed than a donkey. That God used to speak to Balaam, Abina, Balak, anyone. Just, just know that he spoke, Abi. You, you are holier than, a, than an ass. An ass. Are you hear something? You are more righteous than a donkey. But guess the problem. The problem is that you are waiting for the day you will be good enough. For the day you will not have any stain. You know, did God call you to be stainless? I guess what I'm saying. He called you to know him. And to know what Christ did for you. Amen. Amen. And once you are on that journey, he is transforming you into his image and his likeness. Say amen, church. What I'm sharing with you is the reason why many people cannot be joyful. Things have not aligned. They can't be joyful. There is strife. They are making many sacrifices, but it's with strife. I guess what I'm saying. Okay, so let's continue. So do you, do you understand the picture now? You bring your human performance and you have not received the attending peace in your heart about what Jesus has done. Things are still fighting themselves in your heart. You know, you are still fighting yourself in your heart. You come to service. They say, let's lift up our hands and worship. And then you lift up your hands. And as you lift up your hands, you hear your voice. How you spoke last night. And then Satan comes and says, drop those hands. Who are you deceiving? And as, you are, as your hands are lifted like that, what I am sharing, many people can't come to church anymore because of it. As your hands are lifted like that, you just start to slowly put it down and you are looking to your side to be sure nobody is watching and then from then on is guilt and condemnation that's strife that's strife on the outside you can look all well dressed nice makeup nice hair feasting laughing have you not heard that people laughed now went home and committed suicide because there were things going on internally that nobody could see it is this finished work that God sent to solve the internal problems. And let me tell you where we're going with this. Many times, if there is strife in your conscience, very soon your body organs will start to strive. Sickness is simply a striving of body organs. <laughs> Suddenly, liver that was supposed to work well with kidney, all of a sudden, they, they, they don't see eye to eye again. Say this with me, I'm in Christ. Christ is in me. Are you learning this morning? Glory to God. So the first one is the dry muscle. The second one is sacrifices. I've pointed this to you. The first one has to do with Jesus. The second one has to do with human performance. So let's, let's, let's go. 
Let's go. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Now, we all know that once you come to a place of peace with God, there is usually the attending joy. So if people are not at peace, it is because they have not seen, if they, if they don't have joy, many times it is because they are not magnifying the peace that comes from what Jesus has done. And I want to show you the source of that thing. Let, let me show you, let me show you, let me show you. Turn your Bibles first to Exodus 12, 15 to 20. I want to establish that and then we'll take it up from there. Exodus 12, 15 to 20. Let's read together. Every, everybody wants to go. Seven days. Let's read together. Everybody wants to go. Seven days shall you eat what? On living bread. Even the first day you shall put away living out of your houses. For whosoever eateth living bread from the first day until the seventh day. Look at this. So it says that that soul shall be what? cut off from Israel that's symbolic of sin living bread symbolizes anything that has corruption so the instruction is go for unliving bread it looks dry that's why you know I mean you take the communion it looks you know we will use wafer you understand but if you look at sweet one but if you look at if you if you if you look at the you know it looks tasteless it looks dry it looks like nothing it looks like tiny muscle, muscle, tiny. But a tiny part of that thing hits your soul. That's what makes a man a new creation. That small drop. I'm feeling excited. I'm feeling excited. I'm feeling excited. I love the potency of the word. I love the potency of the finished work of Jesus. There's no, ah, that one is too dirty. That the finished work cannot clean. One drop. It does, it does, one. One exposure has started the work. Some of you think you're struggling with the grace message. You are not. You've been exposed too late. Too late. Just catch up, line up. And let graciousness flow from you. You've already been exposed too late. Better for you, eh, that you start lining up with this graciousness that has been made available to you so that you can start trusting God's graciousness towards you more. Now, let me talk to this one. Hmm? What my alignment does to me is to be able to receive when he talks to me. Ah, I like it. What my alignment does to me is to be able to receive when he talks to me. People should laugh, laugh. Amen. What my alignment does to me is to be able to receive when he talks to me. Ah! <laughs> wow! <laughs> Glory to God! Hey! Let's go to okay, well, in 16, right? He says, and in the first day, there shall be an holy convocation. And in the seventh day, there shall be an holy convocation. To you, no manner of work shall be done in them, save that which every man must eat. That, that only may be done of you. Next verse. Let's read together, everybody. Now, go, go back to verse 16. It just simply tells you, because this is redemption talking, that in redemption, man rests. In redemption, you don't contribute. Yours is to rest and receive. Somebody read out to me during the week. 
she asked me, she said, Pastor, I'm always afraid. Okay? Um, I know the rapture is coming soon, but I'm always afraid. And I asked, she, I asked her why. And she said, because I don't win souls enough. So she doesn't know if she will go. You know, winning souls is a good thing, right? Or you see, Satan can use a good thing to hold believers in condemnation. We do out of love, not out of compel, compelation. Are you getting what I'm saying? So I had to take her through scripture. I showed her Ephesians 5 and verse 8. I showed her Ephesians 2 and verse 8. I said, by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of yourself is a gift of God, not, let, not of works, let any man should boast. I started taking her through scripture. I started taking her through scripture. Romans 5. And verse 10, Romans 10, all right, 9 and 10. If you believe, you confess with your, with your mouth, you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. But with the heart, man believes, with the mouth, declaration is made unto salvation. You didn't have to stop your bad works to be saved. You only received the good work of Jesus to be saved. Uh, look, at the, look, look at them, look at them, look at them. Otherwise, you think, okay. Let's just do a litmus, right? Every moral person is going to heaven. Yeah. Say amen. Mm -hmm. Every moral person <laughs> is going to heaven. If you came here and I was teaching that, you just carry your gun and say, Pa, ah, I have had heresy. No, no, no. All you have to do is moral. Just be moral. You're going straight to heaven. Is that true? No. <laughs> Of course, that's, they, they, they'll be shocked. Let them get to heaven first. No, just go on your morality. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm waiting for how the angel will jack you on your, on your trouser like this. You depended on yourself. Ah! That's you depended on yourself as the basis for your acceptance. Yeah. You depended on your own work. The believer doesn't use his work to enter heaven. No. We use our work to be rewarded. We enter on the basis of his finished perfect work. A work you can't add to. Nor can you remove from. Kai, I believe what I'm saying because scripture says so. Say amen. amen. Glory, hallelujah. Let's go to verse 17. Let's go. It says, you shall, let's read together, everybody, want to go? You shall, what, observe the feast of what? Unleavened bread, for in this selfsame day have I brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore, shall you observe this day in your generations by, the, by an ordinance forever. See another thing that happens when you start to feed on Jesus, victory. The one, the first is rest. The second one is look at how I brought you out of the camp of the enemy, not by your own hand. So you start to enjoy victory. And people who live in victory, they rejoice. Yes, yes. People who are victorious, they are joyful. See, ever seen it? You, you, okay. How many of you, please, which team do you support? Do you, have, do you have a football team? Which one? Please, let it not be a team that is, that is, that is being defeated. Mind you, what, what's man you doing right now? Are they doing well? Absolutely. Are they above or below the table? Who else? You are, you are man you? You are man you too? 
You are mine, you, you are bread, you are mine, you, you are everything. <laughs> please, please, where is man you on the table? Are they above 10 or below 10? They are ninth. They are, they are below 10? Okay, they are ninth. Okay. So you are a man you fan. Okay, so your, your team wins. You go home sad. Does that happen? I've heard people do strange things when they lose matches. They don't eat. You know, they throw, ah. You know, people just go to bed. You know, some people jump off something. Oh, no, they, they. Eh, okay. Okay. I guess what I'm saying? Ah, then me, I'll say, ah. Please go and bring. Amen? Amen. I, it's too late. You know, I used to be a <laughs> And I don't know, you are so unpatriotic. When I, when I say that, you people laugh so bad. You know? And let me tell you something. Everything I do, I do with my whole heart, including supporting team. When I was a teenager, if you're watching match with me, I have a belt. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes, sir. I have a belt beside me. If I am happy like this and they score, I will chase those boys in the ass. <laughs> I say, go! Fia, fia! <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. It was, and they knew. They knew. It was like, so they don't come close to me. It can be, you know, taps at the back. Oh! Or jacking your shirt. My point is, I have, I'm yet to see anybody who will be victorious and be normal. Yes, See, I'm just victorious. I'm just that. I just... <laughs> Glory, hallelujah. Are you praying the Spirit for a few moments? Praying the Spirit, everybody. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Glory, hallelujah. So it says, you shall observe the feast of unleavened bread. You shall observe the feast of unleavened bread. For in this selfsame day, have I brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore, you shall observe this day in your generations by an ordinance forever. Next verse. In the first month, on the 14th day of the month, at evening, you shall eat unleavened bread. This <laughs> unleavened bread. Until the 120th day of the month at even. Next verse. Seven days shall there be no living found in your houses. For whosoever eateth that which has lived, even that soul shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he be a stranger or born in the land. Next verse. Ye shall eat nothing living. In all your habitations shall ye eat unleavened bread. So, it, ah, like, it's telling you something. What does living bread represent? It represents that which a person has contributed to make things work. And you know one thing that God hates? He hates to share the glory of his suffering. That's the glory he hates to share. 
the glory of his resurrection he has shared. But you see that glory of his suffering, leave it for me. God guards his suffering jealously. Amen? He doesn't want you to say, what is the lamb and me? It is what is the lamb that was slain alone. And where do I come in? I come in as a recipient of what the lamb slain has given. That's where the believer comes in. But let me tell you, let me tell you. The reason why Paul was very strong about the gospel. He said, will I rather please men? This is what Paul said. Paul said, will I rather please men? You see, because human contribution is always pleasing to human ego. Yes, yes, yes. Hmm? You want to take part. You want to contribute. Me too, I follow for the lamb slain. In fact, I contributed 18 gallons of, 18, 18 liters of my blood. I get what I'm saying. I follow. No, God says, no. This suffering matter is me alone. When it comes to sharing in the glory that should follow, come. And you say, amen. amen. Glory, hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. So for you today, eat no living bread. In other words, don't partake of self-glorification. Self-righteousness. Ah, I like self-righteous people. They contradict themselves without knowing. <laughs> they come with effect and effigy. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Ah, this is getting deep inside my heart. Glory to God. Let's look at 1 Samuel chapter number 15 and verse 22. Ah, this is blessing you. Say, this is blessing me. Say it again. Say, this is blessing me. Now, please, don't miss anything from here. I will not joke again. I'll be serious now. Amen. Again. <laughs> I'll try not to. Let's read this together. Everybody want to go. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Pay attention to this. Let's read this loud, loud together. Everybody want to go? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. And to hacking than the fat of rams. Wow! It says, a house full of, sac of sacrifice, but strife. Now it's telling you, I told you that that sacrifice has to do with man's payment, bringing bulls and goats to pay or to atone for their own wrongs. Now God is saying through this text that sacrifices was never my plan. Human sacrifices as per bringing your own bulls and goats was never my plan. And was that you will obey. But now not you. There is another obedience. Let's go. But let's read it again. Let's read it again so that I can sink. Let's read it together. Everybody wants to go. And Samuel said, had the Lord as great delight in burnt offering and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. I want you to say it out loud. Say to obey, to obey. is better, better than sacrifice. And guess what? Here it's not talking about your obedience. Because you had no capacity to obey. In fact, it is because you could not obey. That's where there is problem already. So let's look at Philippians now. Philippians 2 and verse 8. 
Let's read together. Want to go? Everybody, want to go? And being found, what? In the fashion as a man, he did what? He humbled himself and did what? And became obedient unto what? Unto death, even the death of the cross. To obey is better than sacrifices. And it's not your obedience, it is the obedience of Christ. Look at this. Look at this, everybody. So, Jesus obeyed. God said to obey is better than sacrifice. Remember when scripture, when God's voice said, who will go for us? And then Jesus said, here I am, send me. That was Jesus obeying. Are you get what I'm saying? Now, that scripture says to obey is better than sacrifice. I told you the sacrifice of Proverbs 17 and verse 1. That's human contribution. But does not erase strife. In other words, the strife that is going on in the heart of people, internal strife as a result of man feeling unworthy, man feeling guilty, man feeling like they are not good enough for, to receive the love of God. You see that strife? It is the obedience of Jesus that is the answer. This is pointing you to the, re, the dry muscle here. Are you getting what I'm saying? Jesus, the unliving bread, the sinless savior, the one who had no stain, no sin, no guilt. I get what I'm saying. The one who paid the price for our sins. Now listen to me. We know John. Put that scripture, the John 8 scripture. Put it up, please. I'm going somewhere with this. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. We'll come back to this text. Let's read together. I want to go. And when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin amongst you, let him cast the first stone at her. Guess what? Nobody was without sin. Nobody. You know, we say today, he that is without sin, let him cast the first stone. He that is without sin, let him cast the first stone. The import of what Jesus was saying, remember that John was before the cross. True or false? Good. So, only one person in the Gospels was sinless. His name is Jesus. After the cross, all of us. All of you are now sinless. But you see, if your eyes are open to how you became sinless, you won't cast a stone. Because somebody say, and hey, now I'm sinless, let me stone. Ah, ah, yay. That's hypocrisy on rampage. You understand? Because it's not just that I am sinless. It is how did I become sinless? It was a gift of grace. I did not earn it. I did not deserve it. God gave it to me freely. He gave. Hallelujah. Freely I receive. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we don't cast stones because Jesus, who also was sinless, he too did not cast stones. And we take on his nature as he is, so are we. Do you understand? Sinless people don't cast stones. So we will not say, eh, eh, he that is sinless, let him cast the first stone. Eh, you see, nobody can cast this. Eh, eh, that's before the cross. After the cross, that which Jesus was alone, he has now made all of us. He's now first amongst many. He's not the only. You know, at some point he was the only. Now he's now one amongst many. Oh, to bring many sons into glory. All right, so he's the head. He's the head. He's the head of our corporate nation. Glory to God, but we are the body. As the head is, so are we. You know what I'm, I'm, I'm going to do right now? I'm going to cut off your head. Let a different blood flow in your head and let a different blood flow in your body. You know that one part will die. 
maybe the two parts will thyself. Are you so what I'm saying? In redemption, Christ is the head, we are the body. Same sinless, same spotless lamb flowing from the head to the body. The last time I checked, if I will not be in heaven, you have to let Jesus not enter into heaven. Oh boy. I am the body of Jesus. I am his body. No, no, no. You see, you, you, might, you, might, you might say, Ah, Purity, are you sure you're not going too far? No, scripture already went far. In describing what God has given to me. I am the body of Christ. I didn't write it. Scripture wrote it. So wherever he's going, okay. Queen, head go this way, body go this way. Oh yeah, now. Queen, do this quick. You are our experiment today. Queen, queen, darling. Darling queen, I want you. I command you now. Your head should go outside. Your body should go the other way. Imagine. You can't do it in a million years. I'm trying. Where is the head? This way. Where is the body? Where the head is. The head is in perfect peace. The body is in perfect peace too. The head is in prosperity. The body is in prosperity. The head is in redemption. Create mental pictures of this thing. Create vivid pictures of this in your heart. As he is, so are you. So if you keep being afraid, that ah, who knows if I'm going to make it. Do you have a head? Who is your head? Well, well, Maybe some people who are sitting in church, their head is Satan. Ha Satana. But not you, brothers and sisters. Not you. Not you, brothers and sisters. Not you. This is the basis for joy. Not you, brothers and sisters. Jesus is my head. I am the body. Wherever he is, that's where I am. Wherever he's going, that's where I'm going. Ah, they chill patiently. They wait for the coming of my Lord. They wait. You have to be able to talk boldly like this. Let people ask you, what manner of, what manner of bodaciousness? Then you won't be the first. They asked Paul too. In fact, they wanted to stifle Paul's boldness. Paul warned everybody. He said, let no man, don't give them one second to fight or to stifle the liberty that you have received. He told them, he said, stand fast in the liberty that Christ has given to you. And do not be entangled anymore with the yoke of bondage. As he is, so I am. Glory to God forever. So when you read this now, know it was before the cross. Now we are all without sin. Say, I am without sin. I am without sin. Shout it out loud. Say, I am without sin. I am without sin. Say it again. Say it again. Boldly, confidently. Say, I am without sin. I am without sin. You know, this is why scripture says, come boldly to the throne of grace. Come. Boldly. <laughs> boldly. Some of you could never dare go to your father boldly. <laughs> you never dared go to your father boldly. He will make pepper soup out of you. You know, when I was younger, when we goof like this, ah, the journey home is very long. We'll stop at my boss's place. We'll play, play, play. We'll stop at my boss's place. Oh, jeez, jeez, jeez. Ah, go home now. Ah, <laughs> you don't know what is waiting for me at all. Then if we can sneak and enter, if I'm describing my house alone, so be it. 
you sneak and enter and enter the room immediately before, before they, they come and lock the door. Then at, at, in the evening, uh, is this social person not back? Where is he? Oh no, I saw him. Uh, call him. You see that punishment, you will still face <laughs> You're only delaying the evil day. And many times in my own house, it's better let mom deal with the matter. If Popsi enter the matter, <laughs> that's another story. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now we are not hiding anymore. Remove that consciousness. God is not saying, where are you? He has found you in Christ. You are not the first Adam. You are, you are in the life-giving spirit. So he's not saying, where are you, NK? Where are you, NK? He has found you. You are not missing. And he is not missing. What a sweet fellowship. You understand? God is not lost. And you are not lost. Some people say, I found Christ. You found what? You found him. Hey, Jesus. You know, some of the things people say are the issue annoying me. I like I should be wondering, you know. You found him. You found him. Where was he? Lost. Christ found me. And it's better that he found me. Because if I found him, I can misplace him. <laughs> you understand? Based on how I feel, I can decide to misplace him. But he found me. His grip is strong. Yeah. yeah? He said, never, never leave you nor forsake you. Papa, I want to go. Eh, go to where? You are in the loving arms of your father. Can somebody rejoice? Glory to God. So let's come back to Philippians 2 now. And let's look at the obedience of Christ. He says, I'm being found in the fashion as a man. He humbled himself. And became obedient even unto death, even the death what of the cross. Alright? So he became what? Obedient unto death. To obey is what is better than what? Sacrifice and Jesus obeyed. Let's look at the other one. First Corinthians. Second Corinthians 10, 4 to 5. Second Corinthians 10, 4 to 5. You're going to help me read this together, right? Everybody, if you have a voice, you have a mouth, you can speak. Amen. You're living and life. Glory to God. Let's read together. Everybody want to go. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical, weapons of flesh and blood, but they are what mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. Next verse. Inasmuch as we refute, do what? We do what? We refute arguments and what theories and what reasonings and every what proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God next verse and we lead everybody out loud together want to go and we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ Hiya. give me in the King James I, I don't I don't want to slow down give me in the King James Let's read together. Everybody wants to go. He says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are what? They are mighty through God to the what? To the pulling down of strongholds. Next verse. Casting down imaginations and every what? High thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ bring, and bringing into captivity every thought to the what? To the obedience of Christ. You know, 
what we interpret this scripture as bring every thoughts to obey Christ no it says bring those thoughts to the obedience of Christ what is the obedience of Christ he humbled himself and took on a position of death are you guys what I'm saying so that you and I can have life that's his obedience that's how he obeyed so now you will capture a uh, some of you are policemen you understand? It's just that you don't have uniform. <laughs> As you are walking on the road like this, and a thought comes to you, you say, under arrest. Under arrest. You arrest that is a prisoner, is a robber. That thought that has come to you right now. I'm preaching so good. The power of God is upon what I'm saying. That thought that has come to you now is a thief. It's a stealer of joy, stealer of your peace. How many of you have ever lost all your cool just at a thought? So as that thought comes, you arrest the thoughts and you say, I'm leading you now to my principal. And you carry that thought. In your mind though, you carry that thought. Sometimes you have to talk out loud. You carry that thought. You say, come with me, you are under arrest. <laughs> and you say, obedience of Christ, meet this criminal. And you say, criminal, meet the obedience of Christ. In other words, the reason why you criminal have no effect on my thought life is because Christ obeyed. I introduce you to the obedience of Christ. Have those conversations in your soul. Have those conversations in your mind. Fear, I take you captive now and I lead you to how Christ obeyed. Worry, I take you captive and I lead you to how Christ obeyed. And since this is a healing and miracle service, you say you sickness in the name of Jesus. I arrest you and I take you to the obedience of Christ. He says, bring every thought captive. Look at it. Look at it now. He says, casting down imaginations. Some of you, when you're walking on the, on the road or in your room, a thought comes, mm -mm. you do, mm -mm. people who don't know what's going on with him, ah, eh? <laughs> Just comfort them. Tell them, no, I'm good. I'm good. By the time you see the result of this, my, mm -mm, you will know that I, I, I had to do the right thing. You say, cast down the imagination. In other words, you have started sitting down now. You are imagining yourself failing. You are imagining yourself, you know, not doing well. Your imaginations are coming. They are not the righteous imaginations. They are not holy imaginations. I guess they are not blameless imaginations. They are flawed imaginations filled with errors. You take those ima imagination of you begging, imagination of you being disgraced, imagination of you being frustrated, imagination of you giving up, Say, I'm not doing it again. Imagination of you, you know, losing everything in, in, in life, in business. Imagination, you know, let me give you one imagination. Yeah, this is good. This is good. You know, in the past couple of months, as I'm driving, thoughts will come to my head. You know, these adults, none of us have done it before. Am I speaking to somebody? Am I, am I talking to somebody? None of us have done it before. There is no manual except the word of God. You understand? Nobody tells you, ah, this is how sometimes self, that they are telling you, this is how, yeah, yeah, you get command, this is how, yeah, yeah, this is how, <laughs> you know, put me into trouble, this is how, there is no how, no, it's not everybody that needs to suffer before they progress. Say, you go back, then you learn for it. You go back, it's okay, it can happen to people. You can even use it to motivate people when they are down, but not everybody has to go back and go forward. Be careful about things they are telling you. Yes, if you don't find it in redemption, drop it like a hot potato. Like a hot potato. 
You know how you hold it? Hey. Drop it and move on. Otherwise, that thing will become a, a trap. Will hold you. People are living in the shadows of their parents. They say money doesn't grow on tree. No wonder now. You can't even, you can't even buy sweet. It's sweet. <laughs> At the thought of money doesn't grow on tree, you are now a slave to your money. Sometimes, eh, just allow yourself. Hmm? Don't be in bondage. Buy it. Buy it. All your savings, saving, 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 saving. Me, I'm not saying you shouldn't save. Oh, she, you know, I did not say they should not say. Uh-huh. All this saving, you've been saving, saving. You broke colo. Now, <laughs> for six months, you saving, putting money inside colo. You broke colo now. It's only two five that is inside. Six months. Yeah, two five. You, then you now ask somebody for emergency two k to make it five five. So you can buy polo, polo, four, five. The devil is a liar. We don't succeed using human logic. I get what I'm saying? We don't succeed using human wisdom. You go to the hospital, they tell you, ha, ha, ha. You know? Some of you who Google is your friend. You check Google, Google tells you, ha, ha, ha. Your chest, your chest is now around your jaw. How are you feeling? You say, ah, I feel like there's a way ahead. Is that chest? It's here now. Now you can't sleep. Things just stealing your peace, your joy. Capture things. Can't you walk as a, ah, maybe some of you don't want to walk as a Nigerian police. You understand? But at least walk as a cop. You know, a cop. Carry nice handcuff. You understand? Not police. Cop. Carry that handcuff. Arrest that sickness. Bring it to the obedience of Christ. So you are having conversations. Say, sickness, do you know Christ obeyed? Do you know? Are you aware? You have no right on my body. Christ obeyed. His obedience is my obedience. Some of you are looking for obedience. I say, Lord, make me obedient. Make me obedient. See, just yield to his obedience. You'll be obedient. Yield to his own obedience. See, let your obedience be lost in his own obedience. You'll see you'll be fine. (laughs) Glory, hallelujah. Is somebody being blessed this morning? Cast down those imaginations. Bring every high thing. You know, Amplified says it's a proud thing. This one says it's a high thing. Let me tell you why it's proud. Something exalting itself above the finished work of That's pride. That's the real pride. Some of you think being yourself is pride. No, being yourself in Christ is the real humility. But being Christ say that you are holy. You say, me, ah, I can't, me, how can I be holy? You are proud. You are proud. And your proud, your pride, hey, 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 your pride has gained wings. But it's not Red Bull. Pride. Humility is whatever he says you are. I accept. You know what Mary said? That should be your testimony. As you go through this year, be it what? Unto me, according to your word. Not according to my action. Not according to my performance. Not according to my behavior. No! Be it unto me, according to your word. So meaning, if your word says I have peace, Peace. brothers and sisters, I have peace. Say in the name of Jesus. 
I bring every negative thought and every negative imagination into captivity right now in the name of Jesus. All right, so I was saying that some of us, they didn't give us any script for adulting. They didn't even give us script for marriage. They didn't even give us any script. Do you know what it means? As we're getting closer to having children, I say, hey, so somebody else's life would depend on me for a, for a, for a, ah, my brother, without finished what consciousness is, and you know, the way the isolation in this world now, nobody really sends you. Ah, nobody, they're not even sending themselves. So you must be high on the favor of God. Yes. Ah, what that thing that will make a man to leave their own thing that they want to do to help you is the favor of God. Yes, the favor of God. And let me just tell you, settle for that favor. Yes. You, you can't go, see, first of all, it's an aberration for you to try to go far in your life based on all that you will do for yourself. There has to be room for favor. And it's God that moves the hearts of men. And it's these redemptive truths that I'm sharing with you. How did you get it so quickly? God brought it to me. Hallelujah. Uh, how did you get this favor so easily? God brought it to me. How did you get this provision? Who am I talking to this morning? How did you get this provision so quickly? The Lord brought it to me. This is a story of my progress. This is a story of how I make progress in life. This is a story of how I'm going to raise my children. This is a story of how we're going to parent, parenting. Otherwise, the weight of living can be so much. Lord, where would the fees come from? The Lord will provide himself. 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 So every day, himself is living in your home. Himself is living in your bank accounts. And it's very important to, because if himself is living in your bank account, suddenly five loaves and two fish will be enough. <laughs> if your eyes are trained to see him. Oh, can you give the Lord a shout of praise? Glory to God. Glory to God. Say this with me. I bring every thought, bring every thought. Captive, captive to the obedience of Christ. So let's look at 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21. Let's read this together, everybody. Want to go? For he what? Did what? For he what? Made him to be what? Sin for us. Who did what? Who knew no sin? That's the dry muscle. Sinlessness. No living in the bread. Unliving. He knew he made him to be sin for us. That we might do what? Be made what? The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So please write this down. Look to the obedience of Jesus. He did not say to take your thoughts and make them obey Christ. No. He says take your thoughts captive. And lead them to the obedience of Christ. And the obedience of Christ led him to a death on the cross. And that death had your name on it. You know, we say paid in full. Price paid 
and paid in full. God is not owing. And you know, many people think that the payment that God paid was to the devil, that Jesus paid was to the devil. God had no business with the devil. You see, the payment that Jesus paid was to give a legal backing for every blessing he gives to you. Irrefutable, legal backing. You see, this peace you have, it was stamped in blood so that it cannot be revoked anymore. Your joy was stamped in blood so that it cannot be revoked anymore. Glory, hallelujah. Can somebody give the Lord a shout of praise? Glory to God. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Write this down. Say, look to the obedience of Christ. Look to how Christ obeyed. Do not look to your performance. Looking to your performance is the source of no joy. In other words, that's the source of strife. But when you look to the finished work of Jesus, all right, you will be traveling in joy. Let's close and look at Psalms chapter number 103 from verse 2 to 6. Psalms 103 from verse 2 to 6. All right. Let's read together. Everybody want to go. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Next verse. Let's read this together, everybody. Who does what? Who forgives all your iniquities? Who does what? Who heals all your diseases? Glory, hallelujah. He forgives all my iniquities. He heals all my diseases. You know the reason why you should, you should be in joy because of the fact that the sinless Savior has made you sinless is that he's actually a combo. The forgiveness of sins the healing of your body. Healing is a, revel is a function of revelation in, in, the new, in the new covenant. You understand? You would be healed the moment your eyes are open to see that redemption and health came as one package. Let's listen. It doesn't take more faith to get you healed than it, take, than it took to get you saved. The faith that got you saved is the same faith that heals you. Healing is in salvation when salvation came so did healing come now let me ask you a question how hard was it queen for you to get saved hard tough you had to wait on a queue no no queen you must have had had to wait on a queue queen there were like 100 people before you right you had to buy a form you feel the form how much did you pay hundred dollars nothing oh you bought a scratch card oh wow <laughs> oh wow queen <laughs> we need to start to check your salvation. <laughs> it was free. Freely giving. Freely. In fact, in fact, for many people, that's the easiest thing they've ever received in their lives. Their salvation. Every other thing they had to <laughs> Every other thing they had to tear shit. They had to I came first. I no come first. Sometimes let the spirit of God just locate you where you are. And you say, Amen. The presence of the Lord is here. So, healing came as a total package with your redemption. Stop picturing yourself fighting and struggling to be healed. In fact, are you hearing what I'm saying? The power of God is on what I'm saying. 
Stop picturing yourself begging to be healed. You know, people are, and, and if he helps your faith, no problem. But people are saying, Lord, I promise you, that place where I used to go, I will not go again if you will just heal me. Some of you have been on aircrafts where that, you know, did as though it was going to crash. And then you say, oh God, oh God, if you give me one more chance, <laughs> I will be a good man from today. Listen, you don't need to beg. How many of you begged for your salvation? You see, we have a reverence for our salvation. We don't treat it anyhow, but we didn't have to beg for it. It was given to us. So is your healing. Glory, hallelujah. If you're sick in your body, so is your healing. And it, it becomes easy to be healed when your eyes are open to see, I don't have to beg for this. Jesus paid the price. Look at it. Let's read. Look, 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 put that scripture up, please. Thank you, Lord. Let's read together. It says, bless the Lord, what? Oh, my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Who what? Forgives all your iniquities. And who does what? Who heals all your diseases. You see why I told you it's important to see him as a sinless savior. And it's important to see yourself in him as sinless. Because that's where healing flows from. Let's continue. Next verse. Who what? Who redeems your life from destruction. Say this would be my life is redeemed from destruction. My life is redeemed from destruction. Have you ever seen somebody have cancer? That's the destruction of the body. He redeems your life from destruction. Nobody sitting under the sound of my voice whose body is going to go through destruction. We look to the sky. We don't look to the grave. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, For the rest of your life, your body is not going through destruction. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? No destruction. They say fiber, no fiber. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Isn't it amazing that people start to pay attention when the doctors have found something? You should have started paying attention now. Yes, your days of seeming rest is the time to pay attention to the finished work. Yes, Paradventure. Eh? long before you visited the hospital start receiving these truths some people don't like to go to the doctors they don't like to do tests please do tests but before you go into that space start feeding on this thing now you see let me tell you this and I'm closing now I'm closing now I just, I just feel so I just feel so beautiful I feel so light I feel so happy listen the days of rest is the days to feed. Feed on your truths. Let your faith, you know, your faith doesn't rise because it's one faith. But you can be more conscious of your faith, more conscious of what Jesus has done for you. Feed now. Don't just have leisure time where you eat and scroll. Feed for the days ahead. Amen. For the days when the doctor, you know, the funny thing is today, it looks like nobody can escape the doctor's negative reports. But in redemption, you escaped. So feed on that thing. Listen, some of you are saying, I have HMO. There's a bigger HMO. It's called the redemptive work of Jesus. It's a greater HMO than any HMO you can ever have. Feed on the Lamb's name. 
feed on your on your redemptive realities feed on the fact that healing and salvation came together no greater work do you need to do for your healing if you did not work for your salvation you don't work for your healing he says he had he has redeemed sometimes you go to this scripture and you and you speak it over yourself my body is redeemed from destruction Let's read this together, everybody. He says, who does what? Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns thee with what? Loving kindness and what? Tender mercies. Next verse. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is going on a reverse? We meet you at 60, you are younger. You know, this is the real anti-aging. This is redemption. This is the real anti-aging. Some of your ladies rob serum of the finished work. You buy serum. I'm not against it. 250,000. SFGS, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> eh? <laughs> but then <laughs> your soul is empty of what Jesus did for you. Why? Why do that to yourself? Amen? The real anti-aging cream. Is this thing? He look at. He says he satisfies your mouth with what? With good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Let's agree in the name of Jesus. No arthritis. Amen. In the name of Jesus, no diabetes. Amen. In the name of Jesus, no slow mo walking because I'm getting old. No memory loss. Amen. No body organ failure. Amen. No, no body organ failure. See, I'm getting slow. My knees are now shaking. You know, if you're like NK, you like, he wear the highest heel. <laughs> hmm? You are strong and healthy. And you must agree for yourself. I close on this note. My dad in 2020 was very sick. Very, very sick. See, let me tell you, very sick. My doctor Oye was there in the house, very sick. We took him, you know, took him several places, very sick. Did COVID tests, did very sick. But one thing my dad never did was speak any negative thing out of his mouth. You ask him, Dad, how are you? In fact, sometimes we, his children, are getting frustrated because all we want to know is how you are feeling so that we can, we can do you understand? Oh, how are you? She was there all through. How are you? Oh, I'm great today. Daddy, how are you doing today? There's no bad day for the believer. These were his words. There's no bad day for the believer. That's how he continues to talk. You know? So, and he was getting worse. In fact, those who came to the house that time, they couldn't come close. My uncles, they couldn't come close. Because COVID was there. Nobody wants to die. Ah, that's what I need. Ah, ah. Some people can love you, but any rubber means the road. <laughs> Everybody will answer his father's name. So my uncles will come and they will stand far. I say, ah, you that used to come and receive anointing. You come, daddy will open your mouth, you'll pour olive oil. Now you can't come close. Ah, this is where, you know? And so myself and her and my older sister, we knelt on over him. It was on the floor that day. I stood at the leg or so, my, my sister, and then we broke bread. And after breaking bread, partaking of the communion, we knew what to do. Suddenly we knew the doctor to call. We knew the test to do. 
and we found the answer. And in two days, he was up. I know it's not the drugs that healed him. Yes, yes, yes. Two days, he was up. And till now, if you see my dad today, you think, you know, I'm sure that God gave him an extra maybe 20, 30, 40, as long as he wants. You hear what I'm saying? Now, the idea that I'm telling you here is that if you exalt the finished work of Jesus, all that flows as a result will come to you. And you know the interesting thing? When we asked my dad after the whole episode, it was shocking. I am, I am learning so fast. He said, everywhere was smelling of death. Things were smelling decayed. You bring him food, he's smelling spots. What does that mean to you? You know somebody dying. <laughs> eh? you, are, you are perceiving burnt body, like burnt, as if something is decayed. It's not that. But he wouldn't speak what he was feeling. He wouldn't. If I, she was there, he wouldn't. I was carrying, I've never carried my father in my life. Do you understand what I'm saying? I've never seen him weak, ever. Seen him sick, ever. For 70 something years, ever. I baited him every day for nine to 10 days. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's how sick he was. But even at that, he kept saying, there's nothing wrong with me. Christ has healed me. I am healed. There's no bad day for the believer. No wonder he's eating his words. You, small headache. I'm finished too. <laughs> and sometimes you do it because you want attention. Be careful. <laughs> Be careful the attention you seek. You, can, you know you can, you can receive care and, and you know, tender love without having to fake sickness. Amen. You don't have to be sick. Glory, hallelujah. Be healed in your body, in your blood, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Be healed in your tissues, be healed in your ligaments, be healed in your tendons. Let the life of God flow through you right now, everywhere you are, in the name of the Lord Jesus. If your eyes have been opened to see the lamb slain, oh, if your eyes have been opened to see the lamb slain this morning, and take your healing, take your health. Take your healing, take your health. It doesn't matter what the condition is. Christ has made you free. Christ has healed you. Christ has healed you. Christ has healed you. Christ has healed you. Pray in the Holy Ghost, receive your healing right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Christ has healed you. The healing power of God rests mightily upon you. I want you to spend some time, rise to your feet if you can, and pray in the spirit, everybody. Zaga Bragadigas, if you're sick in your body, be healed right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, from the crown of your head to the very sole of your feet, right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you for engaging yourself in this episode. The trust that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry, please write to us at hellobatblueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprint Church and on Instagram at The Blueprint Church. Share.